Welcome to Activate Your Intuition, a podcast for psychics, starseeds, lightworkers, and light warriors who are here to make impact in their own life, to become their own healers and walk down the journey of their soul, to come home to the seed of their heart, and then, if they are willing to turn into light warriors, to help others step into their light by becoming exactly who they are meant to be and helping them through that journey in which they walked themselves. So thank you for joining me here today. I chat about all things here that are mystical. So I'm so grateful you're here. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode. I am so grateful to have you here, as always. And today I'm really, really excited to introduce you to someone that has been part of my world for over 12 months now and has been inspiring me and teaching me so much in her own beautiful way. So today I have the beautiful Jess If you want to follow her, and please do, please jump onto Awakening with Jess. Jess is an intuitive, she is a healer, and truly an inspiring woman who is helping empaths awaken to who they truly are at the core. So hi, Jess, and welcome. Hi, thank you. I want to cry. (laughs) Well, it's all true. I'm just so grateful to have you. Jess has been in my world, in my bubble, working with me and the evolutions and leaps and bounds you've had in the past 12 months has inspired me so much to invite you onto this platform. Um, Do you mind introducing yourself a little bit? Uh, Sure, yeah. First of all, it has been, um, the only word that comes to mind is hectic 12 months. It, it has been evolution after evolution after evolution in ways that I never thought I could so damn quick. Um, so, yes, my name is Jess. I am in, an intuitive healer, reader. I, I am an emotional being, which I absolutely freaking love. Um, I live in Adelaide, 35 big and beautiful things are happening and I'm so excited to be here. I'm just so honoured you said yes. Oh, it honestly, it was one of the scariest things that I've said yes to and ideally my ego told me that, no, you're not doing this until November when everything is over, but my intuition went, you know what, you can do it now. It's a great way to reflect. Yeah, it's been such a amazing 12 months and I'm so sad that our container for Soul Healer closes in November. It's going to yep. bring me to tears, to be honest. Yeah, that's that last call is going to be really sad. Yeah, it's been such a big journey. Mm. But let's side note that and let's, can I ask you throughout your journey before you became one of my clients what does or like now what does intuition mean to you or the evolution of that word for you uh so at the moment because for me it's an ever 
ever-evolving process. Um, intuition at the moment is that inner voice that is at peace. It's not telling you you have to do anything or that you're not anything. It is peace. It is calm. It is that guiding voice that gives you the information you need without judgment, without prejudice. It just mm -hmm. allows you to be. I have asked that question a multitude of times, especially it was my first beginning question on Becoming Intuitive, the original podcast. You were the first person who's ever brought in the word peace. Really? And I love that because so many people believe like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm just going to tap into my guides. I've got two minutes. I'm going to jam it out. And I'm like, okay, the ego... Like, are we calm? Are we sensual? Are we like got a candle lit? Like, like, where are we? And you've brought intuition into the place of like, you actually have to, as a human being to tap in, be calm, be centered. Like, yes, our guides are always there, but we can't tap into them at that higher frequency. No, if, if you're not calm and centered and at peace, there's no way that, you, oh, sorry, you can, but you're not going to get it to the depth that you need to receive it and to be able to take action on it and to move into it and through it. Mm. And, like, I want all the pieces of the puzzle before I take action. Mm. I don't I like taking that. these half steps. <laughs> um, mm. It's also so why my, I'm so freaking organised. Yeah, I love that. Um, my question for you would be how do you... Or what advice would you give to you 12 months ago to the version of you that couldn't find peace or couldn't meditate or couldn't connect to their your guides as clearly as you wanted to? Stop saying you can't because you absolutely can. If you actually stop, drop and meditate, you're actually going to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to find that piece that you're looking for, that piece of the puzzle that you can't seem to grasp. If you actually stop and take a breath, not everything needs to be done at the speed of light. Things are allowed to take time and take mm. the damn time because you're worth it. Yeah, you've given me goosebumps. <laughs> so I know this was like not scheduled for this episode and I sent just questions and I'm just like deviating and I'm going to deviate again. Yeah. So um, to your area of expertise is really in the realm of like fight or flight, freeze, fawn. It's like actually teaching people, especially empaths who are oversensitive that have no, and I'm going to use the word self-control because everyone can learn control. So my question for you is, if someone has never really realized they have to, or they're probably searching for some level of peace, other than meditation, do you have any advice? Listen to your internal dialogue, because that'll tell you everything you need to know about where you are. Um, I am finding more and more that empaths are surrendering to the wrong aspects. Mm. They're surrendering to the people-pleasing, to the putting everyone else first, instead of surrendering to themselves and what they need. If they were to completely do like the 180 and start doing all those things they were doing for others for themselves, they would find that control that they're actually looking for. Mm. It's just a matter of changing perspective and giving yourself the time and grace that you would give other people. Mm. 
Yeah. And like having those awarenesses means and leads to boundary work, right? Absolutely. And so many people think that boundaries are to separate, to to cause blocks between people, but they're actually to make boundaries safe. Safe is like, hey, like a good one is like, hey guys, I don't respond on weekends. Like I'll respond to you on a weekday. And I I actually forgot to say that in one of my containers recently. And I was like, not by by not using that boundary, I upset someone. Right. Yeah. And boundaries are here to help not just you, but other people know what to expect. Boundaries are that protection of your energy. It Mm -hmm. it keeps your energy from leaking out into areas that don't need it and to give you the energy to focus on the things that require your attention. Mm -hmm. It, It really shifts your priorities. I find which is hard for a lot of people because they don't want to focus on themselves they want to focus on everything else around them and they wonder why they have no energy for themselves at the end of the day why do you think people don't like focusing on themselves because they would actually have to admit some some pretty damn scary things about themselves yeah it's very intriguing being in this world and I think especially as you've really like stepped into your own and really formulated your own business, I'm sure you see it as well, that in admitting who we are, we see who we are and we feel the things we've denied ourselves for so long. And that's what healing truly is in my perspective. Absolutely. And I think that's why I get so passionate and a little, come across a little bit angry Mm. because Uh, A lot of it is actually at myself for, you know, wondering why the hell I took so long. Why the hell did it take so long to realise what I was doing to make the changes, to actually create the life that I actually love and enjoy? Mm. But but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to step in here and I'm going to be like the, like we, we are. And I think Jess and I have a very similar tendency that we really... I personally have a issue at the moment with spiritual bypassing and it's a big thing. And we're all saying, yeah, but I meditated, but in the meditation journey is the journey of looking itself. And that's the real only journey that matters. It doesn't matter if you can meditate for six or seven hours. It matters that we look at ourselves closely and face our shadows. And this is really what Jess has completely and utterly stepped into. And the woman that I met you this time last year, I cannot even see a fragment left of her. No. Um, Yeah, I see when people tell me they meditate, I'm like, did you sit in silence for like 60 minutes or did you actually journey within and find Mm. out what's actually going on? Mm. What was more important to you, to sit in silence and regather all those energy leaks or was it more important to go inside and find out why those leaks happened in the first place? Mm. And like, absolutely, I am absolutely not the person I was 12 months ago. And like, the biggest thing is my confidence because I trust myself. I trust my ability to help facilitate, keyword, facilitate healing in others. I don't heal others. Mm. I poke and prod those things that sort of get them to switch the way they look at themselves and their lives Mm. 
and they start doing it for themselves because they know they have someone in their corner, someone who has their back. And that's been the massive difference. For a long time, I felt like no one had my back. No one understood what I was doing or trying to do. And then all of a sudden, I had someone who had my back, mm. who told me, you know what, you can take the time, you can take the space to actually look at those things that you want to look at and get them in a way, get them in order in a way that works for you instead of working against you. Mm. And that was the difference. Yeah, what a profound journey you've been on. Do you mind extrapolating and talking about the last 12 months? Like, So uh, I originally had the opportunity to join Soul Healer early last year. I was in the middle of a program and decided that I wasn't ready. <laughs> well, no, I didn't decide I wasn't ready. I decided that there wasn't enough of a payoff between what you were going to teach us and what I already knew. Like, yes, there were gaps in my basic foundations of what I understood healing to be, but it wasn't enough for me to commit and do the nine months. Mm. I moved state. I was in, I was, I was in lockdown <laughs> when, we all, when we started this journey together. Um, and I went, you know what? Now's the time to get all my basics under control and to know where I came from. So my whole intent for doing Soul Healer was to learn the basics and have a solid foundation in what I was doing. And I pushed, I pushed and I pushed to be the, to, no, I'll say it, to be the best, to, mm. to keep my spot at the top of the group where I felt I should be. Mm. So cut to August, July, August, where you turned around and called me out my bullshit for not doing my inner work. And I actually told you, I'm surprised you haven't fired me. As a client, I was so freaking surprised I hadn't been fired because had, some, had, I been, had someone been working with me the way I had been working with you on the inner work, I would have told them we're done. You're not doing it. Why the hell am I here trying to help you if you're not doing it? And then I realised, like, I'd done everything education-wise to grow. The rest of it was up to me and to do the internal work. And that I fought, have fought you the whole 12 months to do that internal work. Mm. I have, haven't I? I, ha I have been incredible. Mine is the last two, three months. Yeah. yeah. I have been incredibly stubborn because that's not what my focus was. My focus was to, to be the best. Yeah. And that, that's not what it was supposed to be about. But mm. The whole thing is so much deeper than that. It's about evolving as a person and the, like that inner communication to be the best human being you can be, not mm. the best spiritual being you can be, to be the best human being you can be. Yeah, And that's when I turned around and went, oh, shit, I completely forgot. And I did. I dove right in because that's what I do. I completely immerse myself in the area that needs my attention. Sometimes, most of the time, to the detriment of other things, but I then come back around to them. 
and admitting where I went wrong, implementing all those things that I, I keep trying to educate others about and realising, oh, shit, I'm not embodying what I'm, what I'm trying to teach others. And if I'm not embodying it, how the hell am I supposed to teach it? Mm, yeah. And that's deep. Yeah, that's where mo- most of the change in the last two to three months has happened. Yeah. And I think that's such homage to what a long journey coming home to self is. Mm. Like, yes, Soul Healer is what most people sign up for is the certifications, right? And they're like, what you're actually here for is self-authority. Like what I am here for and why I take up space is like, what is the authority you need in your life that you need to give yourself? Because no certificate's going to fill that. No nothing's going to fill the void of not feeling good enough or not having enough time or space or energy. And I think the one thing I just want to remind you and everyone is that our ego's job is to camouflage us into whatever part of society we choose to fit. And we can't blame ourselves for, I just didn't do the work. Your ego is telling you who to be. It's forming your identity for you. And we get so hard on ourselves and we get angry that we weren't just something else or we didn't show up the way we could have. But that's what healing's all about. It's the unraveling. It's the unbecoming of what we thought we should be or could be and stepping into who we actually want to be and the things we, we want to do. Absolutely. Like every day is a new opportunity to do it differently. It doesn't have to be completely the other end of the spectrum. It can be just the tiniest thing that makes you feel better at the end of the day because you looked after you. Mm. That's how little it gets to be. What are your top three things that you personally do for your own self-care? Or recommendations? (laughs) So those two are two different, two completely different things. But mm-hmm. they all come back to, so my emotional regulation and my nervous system regulation are my number one things because I, for, not for a really long time, through all my childhood, through all my, all my teens, all my 20s, I refused to admit what I was feeling because that's what I was taught. I was taught to squash all those feelings down inside and we just put like a cement layer over the top and forget they existed. Mm. So my emotional regulation and my nervous system regulation, um, as someone who has suffered with anxiety and mental health issues, they are my number, my number one priority because if they're not regulated, I can't do anything from a place of consciousness. Mm. everything I then do is unconscious and I end up making decisions from places of comfort um, and not places of is this actually going to serve me in like six months is it going to serve me by the end of the day you know it could could be a a decision as silly as having full cream milk in my coffee Mm. you know three hours later I'm not going to be okay Um, so that's my number one thing I do for myself. I do that on a daily basis. I sometimes I that's all I do all day, is I just sit and I regulate, mm. um, regulate and process. Processing is another important aspect of that. Is to 
For me, I'm an incredible, log incredibly logical being and I can logic my way out of anything, yeah. but I cannot emotionally regulate my way out of anything. Mm. I have to do it through. Um, the next one would probably be make, not making myself, but allowing myself to feel good and happy within myself. Um, so I did that today. I'm like, I like to feel, one of my values is feeling luxurious and sexy and how I appear and what I wear and how I turn up. That has been an incredible challenge for me. Um, I've like ever since I sort of hit like my early teens, I've been plus size. Um, so there's been a lot of like internal dialogue that I've had to change. There's been a lot of working out what that actually looks and feels like for me and how I can replicate in that, that in my life. Mm. So it means things like haircuts and getting my nails done and massages and making sure that my physical body is running at the best possible capability I can do in that moment. So like this morning, I'm growing my hair at the moment. I shaved, shaved it all off a couple of months ago, yet again. Um, so this morning, it felt really fluffy. I knew that we would be doing this. And I'm like, you know what? That's not how I want to turn up. So just had the sides trimmed and tidied up. And it mm. made me feel a whole lot better. Like it's just such a small little thing to do for yourself that changes your whole outlook on life. Yeah. Um, I think the third thing would be having, having incredible support people. So incredible friends who are going like through similar things, people who have your back. Um, knowing that they're there just creates that extra layer of safety. Mm. Knowing that if I get in, into a situation, I don't know how to get over get out of whether it be uh, physically emotionally spiritually or mentally I have someone for each of those things I have sometimes I have multiple for those things and I go you know what this is what's happened this is what I've got out of it but what is this other thing that I'm not seeing that's making me obsess I guess is a really good word for how I how I do things, like it, it becomes my centre focus until I can get enough information to let it go and then everything else just unfolds. Mm. So having those, those, that's like a safety net, I guess. Yeah. Knowing I have people to turn to when I need to. Mm. Knowing that yeah. if I, re I ring someone, they're going to, you know, be able to come running mm. or ring me or, you know, FaceTime. Yeah. We're not made to be alone. No. We just feel alone in this mm. disconnected technological age. Yeah. We love those answers. And especially the one thing I just want to point out mm. is the simple nature of that. Like yeah. actively like regulation, mm. sitting with yourself, figuring out how you feel. Um, 
I know you're really big on the emotions wheel too. Mm. I loved when we started and we were like pulling up <laughs> our emotions wheel together and being like, how do you feel today? That's and good. now you've like, we've mastered that, but like we get to just have a simple human life. And I think so many people are like, I just want to connect to my guides and these tools mm. will support you but you support yourself first. And I really feel like that's your message. And I know that's me putting my words onto a label, but I just, I just love what you stand for and Mm -hmm. what you've created with Awakening with Jess. Like it's such a needed thing to have someone of your caliber who understands the nervous system and the body and um, really gets to integrate that into everyday life. So I just want to thank you for all the study and work you've done in the self-growth. It, it's been the best thing that I have ever done for myself. Mm. Um, when people tell me they can't connect to their guides, first thing I ask them is, can you connect to yourself? Can you actually connect to yourself? And if you can't connect to yourself, connect to yourself slow down with the words um (laughs) that's what happens when I get excited um when you can connect to yourself you can clear out that space that all these emotions and your nervous system are actually taking up to allow the peace and calm to know that when you connect with your guides that what you're receiving you're actually receiving Mm because you come from a place where you actually have the space to receive things for yourself. Yeah. The best analogy I have (laughs) is like a rubbish bin. If you pack everything into your body, like you pack everything into a rubbish bin and don't take the bit like the inside bin outside to get emptied, Mm -hmm. how are you supposed to put more anything else in there? How are you supposed to receive anything? How are you supposed to give anything? thing of clarity mm-hmm. and conviction if you're so full of everything in your own world how can you share anything else that's coming in yeah that's so powerful and I think so many people don't realize how full they are like I have to go to the work I'm running late I haven't got food I've got to run to the grocery stores I've got to pick the kids up I feel angry. My boss is an absolute ass wanker. Like all of this stuff, they're literally carrying like my husband is late and am I loved or I don't feel enough and now I feel too much and now I'm emotional, but I can't cry right now, right? These are just yep. some things someone might feel in a day all at once. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'll share this. Um, I got a diagnosis of bipolar type 2 back in 2015. Um, I was experiencing an emotion, like full-on intense emotion every 15 minutes throughout my day. I was awake for about 16 hours, 16 to 20 hours a day. I was absolutely exhausted because I I couldn't sit and process them because I didn't know how. So I just kept going through this cycle of feeling everything so deeply and on a level I couldn't control that it just steamrolled me. Processing my emotions has been pivotal 
in changing that story for me. I know it sounds silly. I know it sounds like, oh, yeah, as if. But it, it has been a life changer. And from being able to regulate my emotions, I was then able to have the awareness that my nervous system wasn't regulated. I was sitting watching scary movies to trigger my nervous system. We love the highs and lows subconsciously. (laughs) That's it. And like that was my life was highs and lows. I'd go Mm. through like manic periods of where I would have like four hours sleep, but I would be so high on energy that it didn't matter. Mm. I would go through like three or four weeks and then I'd crash. And then you go through like a full depressive depressive period and like not want to get out of bed, not want to eat, not want to do anything. And like that, that was my life, which turns out for most, most of my teen years, that was my life. I didn't get my diagno- that, that diagnosis until I was 28. Mm. So it's about 13 years. What a really healing journey. Yeah, it's, it's been massive. Wow. That could be a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It really could be. And this is like so many people, and I just really want to just bring this home. So many people right now are fixated on the word shadow work. Oh, I'm fixated God. on the nervous system. Yep. Are fixated on all of these terms and the reason they are is they're so powerful hmm. it's not about going to sit with the dark parts of you it's about coming home to a safe space and in that safe space actively processing your own life and what shadows may have once occurred yeah um I, <laughs> shadow shadow work like the wording itself is making me incredibly frustrated at the moment because people are looking at it like sitting in the dark whereas you actually have the ability and like this has been my awareness for like the last couple of months you literally have the opportunity to switch on that torch and switch on that light and shine it into the areas and look at it objectively Mm. like you don't have to sit in it emotionally at the time you can shed the light on it Give it like a whole context. And when you're ready, find someone to work with if you need to and process it. Mm. You don't have to do this work alone. You don't have to do this work until you're ready to do it. And know that when you are ready to do it, there are a multitude of different people out there with different titles to help you, help you through it. Mm. Don't get stuck on the title feel into the energy of the person. Mm. Titles are just words. Energy Mm. speaks so much strongly, so much stronger. (laughs) Stronger. (laughs) You're having a Gabby moment. (laughs) Energy speaks so much stronger, Mm. especially through social media. Yeah. Pick the energy, Mm. even if it makes no sense. Yeah, I think a lot of, like, I just signed up with a new coach yesterday and Mm. I was like, this doesn't make sense, probably going to do it. This is what the intuition says. This is what I'm feeling. And I think the big thing that I just would love to really break down here um, is, like, what we're talking about in shadow work is taking responsibility, either way if we call it shadow work or not shadow work. 
let me use an analogy I heard last week. I, I'm in a toboggan and I'm going downhill with no brakes. That's how someone described the situation. I was like, how are you? I'm in a toboggan going downhill with no brakes. And I was like, why are we choosing to be in the toboggan that we clearly assessed had no brakes? Mm. Because like if we were in our body, we would assess there's no brakes before getting in. Yep. And then why are we going downhill in the first place? Like, why are we going up? Like the words we choose have powers. And when we start to use the word I am, we're associating in our body. When we just use metaphorical language or like another great example of this is how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Actually, really, I'm not. I'm quite busy and overwhelmed because when we start to use our words with power and conviction and make impact, that is all we're talking about in the realm of there's like the hundred levels, right? I'm just talking about the base level. Like how do we get somewhere? How do we start? Because I feel like sometimes all of this feels so far out of reach for my Mm. audience. And I just really wanted to bring that home. Do you have anything to add? Um, I want to go to the toboggan example. So Mm. yes, you can be in a toboggan going downhill. They generally don't have brakes anyway, but why not take control of the toboggan? If you Mm. see something coming up, that you think is going to do detrimental harm, swerve to the left, swerve to the right. You have control over that situation. It's just a matter of wanting to take it. And we want to have to take control of our life. Absolutely. But most people choose to stay the victim. Yeah. Most people don't hear stories like Jess. Who's like, I fucking overcame something that Mm. I was told there may not be a solution to. Yeah. Because we would rather stay the victim because the victim might get love. And this is just like, when we are in victim mentality, we have to figure out if we are and why we might be in that. Did you not get love from the parent you might have desired? Did you not feel accepted in the school? Generally comes from our inner child. If you guys want to learn anything about this, there's some free stuff on my website gabriellebentley.com but it's just so deep Mm. we can't cover it all today no no (laughs) (laughs) um the other thing uh, the people who have been working with me previously will know this when I ask a client how they're doing and they tell me they're good I ask them again Mm. and if I if by the third time they're still telling me they're good and I fit it like I read from the that they're not I will tell them that that um, I will call bullshit. Mm. I'm like, you're not good. I can see you're not good. I can feel you're not good. Mm. And if you were good, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. So it's about being honest with yourself about where you're at. Mm. It's about taking off the rose-coloured glasses and taking a sometimes brutal inventory of where you're actually at. Mm. It's hard. It's incredibly uncomfortable at times, but it's going to provide you with a lot of clarity and an Mm. idea of what sort of needs your attention first. Yeah. I loved how we shifted this podcast away from intuition and straight into (laughs) shadow work and the world and regulations. No, look, I should have known. I think I'm psychic, but it was much more fun anyway. That's it. That's exactly what it needs to be for people listening. Yeah, 100%. 
So I just want to remind you all to please follow Jess Awakening with Jess. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, please like and comment. Um, but Jess, I just really, really wanted to thank you for jumping on today and being here with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. I know. We should do it more often. We should. All right. Thanks, guys, and chat to you all soon.